Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now it's what it's all about scout all right welcome to another episode of two scout geeks my name is joey galvez and i'm here with my buddy john how's it going john Pretty good. Super excited for today. Yeah, today is a spooky episode because this is our Halloween special. We have some really, two really creepy books and then a really sweet young lady uh, hanging out with us at the end. Uh, are you excited about this one? Absolutely. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, so incredible. So, uh, uh, John, uh, tell everybody what books we're going to be uh, speaking about today and then we will get into the books. We are going to be speaking about Eskimo Kisses and Infernoct. And then we will be talking to Seda Wolf about her book, Soul Stream. Super cool. I'm excited about this one because, number one, uh, Seda Wolf is such a really cool creator. She's a a 16-year-old young lady who is, you know, coming out with a book from uh, with uh, Scoot on Scout. Uh, man, so cool. So amazing that, uh, and she's so talented. I can't say anything more. Super cool. But John, let's get right into Infernoct. This was your pick of the week, right? Yes, it was. Cause we wanted to do something a little more spooky for Halloween. So, uh, and, uh, and you know, we kind of did, uh, a little bit of electric black and there's a lot coming out for that, but I think we can wait for that because there'll be even more coming out of that goodness in the next thousand years because they've got so many titles it's incredible um but so i wanted to do infernoct uh which i think was perfect because the tagline for it is in the tradition of hp lovecraft there's the infernoct as sam attempts to discover the real reason the people of her town are being destroyed she becomes aware of mind rend mind rending creatures that feed off the sanity of their victims it's up to her to do something about it if she can keep her grip on reality Sam is trying to turn her life around. Living in her tiny country town, she gets the only job she can as an unofficial, uns- untrained home care nurse. However, it soon becomes obvious that her new client was willing to accept an unusual caretaker because it was an unusual job. Sam begins caring for the old man who won't sleep, doesn't talk, and never turns off the lights. But there's something else going on in this house at night. 
Oh man, I gotta tell you this this book was really good. I, I like the artwork right off the bat. It was created by Mina Elwell and Eli Powell, written by Mina Elwell, art by Eli, Eli Powell, and colors by Tristan Elwell and letters by Marshall Dillon. Uh, dude. This one was really cool. I liked the story. It was really quick paced. It wasn't a, a, a quick pace to the point where you're like, oh, that was too fast. There was too much going on. There was not a lot of action in this, but it was one of those like, uh, uh, you're, it was definitely perfect for, for a Halloween special, dude. Yes. Well, and in the style of HP Lovecraft, because a lot of people, uh, yeah, know a little bit about Lovecraft, but not a ton is it's not about the action stuff it's more about the story the suspense and just the world that it's building so it definitely kept that tone throughout the book too where it wasn't just like Mm -hmm. a big action sequence or some monsters or something like that it was about just developing this world and there's a lot more like uh like reading and talking about what's going on more than like what's actually happening in the imagery yeah and the imagery in this one is so good. Like it definitely, yes. it, when you first meet the, uh, the gentleman of the story here and <laughs> he's surrounded by lamps. Sorry, there's going to be spoilers guys, but he's surrounded by lamps and they, and there's a note saying, don't, don't turn off any lights, uh, ever. Uh, so, uh, I, I thought it was really interesting. I, I liked it. It definitely kind of kept me on my, on edge, like not edge, like I'm, I want to read more that it did too, but it was more like, uh, like, Ooh, this is a little creepy story. I'm glad that I didn't read it at night. Cause I probably would have had nightmares all night. Uh, <laughs> so, um, obviously you get a, a creature in this one, Lovecraft, right? There's a creature in here. Um, it, it said it right in the thing it sucks what it what did it say in the in the thing in the blurb there it sucks something i didn't catch that the sanity out of their victims i definitely did that <laughs> definitely did did that so um super interesting story um i definitely want to see more what about you yeah i'd want to see more it's uh this came out in 2019 i believe it was um I don't know if I have the date. Oh no, 2017. So this is an older title. So I don't know necessarily if we'll see more of this, um, but it is a title that I thought was really good. And that's a, with a couple of the older titles of scout. It was, yeah. you jumped into a story. Um, it came out and uh, I think it was so soon. They didn't know if they'd make more kind of let it yeah. be there for a bit. So uh, it's still something I think they could come back to definitely come back oh, to, because yeah. there's more yeah. story they could tell. Definitely. I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I, I, I think this one is done. How many issues do you, do you know off the, off the top There's of your head? There's four issues. Okay. It's a whole, uh, you can even get the trade paperback. So the entire thing's yeah. out. Um, and, uh, you can get it as the single issues or the trade, but it's a four issue series. You did jump in, jump into and read. So not yeah. a big long series either. Yeah. Uh, there was a character in here that I did not like, uh, only because, he was kind of a, a jerky person <laughs> and he had my name. His name was Joey, dude. And I was like, not cool, not yeah. cool at all. <laughs> but uh, the characters in here were really good. Um, I forget the young woman's name, uh, but but she, I really liked her. Um, she she sound, She seemed like she really wanted to help this person. And I get the feeling that she kind of was is is just a person that doesn't know what to do with herself that doesn't know what's going on and she's in a new job and she want to wants to kind of uh figure out where she's going to go from here so 
Um, interesting. Uh, I like this story a lot. It is definitely one of those ones that's like a, I don't know, would you call it like a psychological thriller? Uh, it's psychological, definitely. I don't know if thriller probably you'd throw in there because I think that's, but it's definitely a psychological book. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of this, there was like some, some, uh, pages here where, uh, where it's like a report, like the person, like a person was doing a cleanup mm-hmm. report where somebody had, uh, was deceased and they were cleaning up after them and they kind of got sucked into some like weird dimension kind of a thing. So, um, uh, it, they don't really give you any of that, uh, an idea of what that is in the actual book itself. But I got more information about this universe and this world from those three pages of, of cleanup report quote unquote. Um, uh, how, what did you think about those last few pages? I thought it made it more interesting. Honestly, I think that's what made it where there's a, uh, there's definitely more of a world they could build because it kind of made a yeah. sense of that. There maybe was another group that's involved in this that yeah. we don't know about. Something. So, you know, even more. Yeah. I think that, that those last few pages kept me more interested in it than the story. I mean, the story was great. It's not a bad story. And it definitely, uh, once I got to the last page of the actual, uh, story there, um, I was interested on in going further to the next three issues, but those last three pages made me want it more. Does that make sense? Yes. Awesome. So do you have anything else to talk about this book? No, I think that's all we can cover on that one. Uh, definitely something I hope they come back for more, but yeah. haven't seen much from any of the creators lately. So, but you know, we never know with Scout, so they it could <laughs> still happen. Yeah, uh, I do have to say that this this book is really good. It was a quick read. There's there's it's there's not a uh, um, a lot of dialogue that kind of muddies up the page a little bit, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, th- that's one thing that I I actually will agree with you on that. Amazingly, is that I think that it gives you a ton of dialogue where you need it, uh-huh. but it doesn't ever get in the way. And I think that's exactly. always an impressive thing. Yeah, there's there's always some some uh, books there where there you're like, well. We might be getting into another book here that kind of does that a little bit <laughs> where there's a lot of words and you're just like, oh, the words are getting away in the story a little bit. And and uh, I just want to know what's going on in here. Uh, we'll yeah, get, so we can lead into that one, definitely, because I think we both have an opinion on that one. That okay. is similar. All right. Let's go ahead and leave this one where it is then. And let's get into our next one. Uh, my pick of the week was Eskimo Kisses. And uh, this one was written by Christopher Sabella, Randy Stone, and art by uh, um, Henry Pociano. Um, super cool. Uh, let me read you guys the log line here. This is, uh, it says, originally the word Eskimo came from an Aguankin. I'm sorry, I'm horrible. Bless you. <laughs> Term for eater of flesh. But the definition has been lost to the ages until now. Present day, an isolated town in northern Canada discovers the true origins. When a stranger arrives, they are overrun by cannibalistic creatures. Along with the help of some locals, the town's police officer and his pregnant wife must do anything they can to get out alive. Um, this one is very much kind of like a zombie vampire a creepy, you know, story where people definitely do, you know, take uh something happens where people start eating other 
people question mark <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so um i it's a one shot it's a it's a uh it's kind of like a it's a it isn't it a uh, um non it's a non-stop title right um huh? i can't remember I don't, think, I don't think it was a non-stop i think but, no it was oh, just a one shot just a one just shot a straight but there's one shot but there's 52 pages of this one so yes well <laughs> that's why it's a, a one shot <laughs> <laughs> i i only read enough for for a like a one issue so i read like 22 pages of this book because i was going to continue but i was like there's a lot going on here so uh number one let me do let me say this re- really quick I love the artwork. The artwork was clean and crisp. I love the way that they had the panel layouts and all that stuff, especially in the very beginning. But here's the thing. Here's the one thing here. There was a lot of dialogue and there was a lot of word bubbles and, and here. Um, so much, not, uh, not in the first few pages there, but once you start getting into the story, there's a ton of, a ton of dialogue. Uh, what did you feel about that, John? Uh, you know, dialogue is not bad, especially since it's a one shot. It's one of those things where it is a lot that they need to fill in to get you there to let you know what's all going on. I think the big issue was, is that especially with it being a one shot is I know they have to build that world, but I feel like um, uh, decision wise, I feel like the problem was that it could have been put like an, an extra page or like even a before page of like a little like letter somebody wrote of like the history of the whole idea. Yeah, like, so, you know, something. build that thing so that you can have it there instead of like periodically throwing in bits and pieces throughout the story mm-hmm. where it kind of just, you know, uh, accumbers the whole thing and brings it down. Cause yeah. the, you know, I don't think it was even that bad. Uh, honestly, no, I think it would have been no. better if it wasn't a one shot. I feel like this yeah. definitely is something that felt like more of a issue one than a one shot. Yeah. So it's a world I think that could be built on a lot. I, I love the premise, the idea and everything. But yeah, it just feels like that there's so much you've got to get into quick that it kind of just over overflows the whole thing. Yeah, here's the thing. It, it took nine pages for them to kind of give you this world building kind of thing here to give you an idea of what's going on with the town, what's going on with the main character and his life. And then the next uh, few pages all the way up to about, let's see all the way up to almost uh, the 20, 30, almost 30th page. Uh, it follows him and his wife now, and they're still kind of te- telling you a little bit about his life and her life and, and, and kind of giving you the relationship between them. It, that's great and wonderful. And I'm not saying that this is a bad book, but I feel like if they've, they could have pulled me in a little bit more if they would have done this a little bit faster in less pages with a little bit less dialogue. Um, because I found myself reading and I'm like, oh my gosh, this page is, not, I'm still not done reading this page yet. There's a lot going on here. And no bad things am I saying these to, I'm not saying any of these bad things for the, to these creators. They did a great and wonderful job because I love this book. I love the tones of this book, the colors of this book. There's, it's like blues and grays and blacks throughout the whole book. And the only time you see any colors is when there's blood or something like that. And there's, and, and there's red of the eyes and things like that. So it definitely gives you this creepy feel. 
it definitely makes you wonder what's going on and what's keeping these people, what's making these people, you know, uh, are they, are they cannibalistic? Are they zombies? Are they vampires? Like, so it's an interesting story, but well, I feel like there's think, a lot of words. <laughs> I think that's the thing too, is like, I think I could have looked back all the writing. Cause you know, it is one thing where they had to build the world and all that. I think my biggest issue is I feel like at the end, I didn't ever find out what the creatures exactly were. Is like they told uh-huh. us like that they existed, what the meaning of the word was. It was mistakenly, yeah. this is what Eskimo means. Yeah. But it never like told you what they were, how they came to be, mm. what their meaning of and what they were. Like, are they a vampire? Are they a monster? What are they? So it was one of those things where it also felt like it was just kind of like you were to just take it for what Eskimo actually meant and not and not what these things are. So it yeah. it just never it felt like there was never a closed door on that because it, it's it's a book that ends with an open door of like there can definitely be more ah, but it okay. never felt like um you know that it and nothing against the writer either because actually this is I actually did a review for this uh, writer earlier this week for a uh-huh. new book he has coming out called Pantomime which is okay incredible but it's one of those things where you know not every book's gonna stick the landing and I just felt yeah. like this one just did not stick the landing okay. Uh, you know, for me, it, it I, I think it, I'm going to say it stuck the landing for me, but I feel like if, if they would have given me this much uh, information a little bit quicker, then I probably would have been all in all right at the beginning. Uh, it took me a little bit more to get into it and say, okay, I, I like this. Um, not a bad book. Yeah, the artwork is amazing. The, the storytelling is really great. The, the panels are awesome. But I do think that there's a few panels here where, like, you know, there's a lot of dialogue in the one panel. And it feels like they kind of had to, had to, you know, make room for that. Um, so it, take it for what it is. If you guys don't like that kind of stuff, then not, that's all on you. But I would definitely say read this one. Uh, it's a good story. It's it definitely, if you like that kind of, like, uh, you know, zombie or... Uh, vampire type story. I'm going to say that they're just some kind of weird vampire, dude. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I know. I think, I think that's what bothered me the most. And, and I think it's more also because it's a one shot. Like, cause if it yeah. was like, this was the first issue and we were going to find out more, I think yeah. it would have been like, okay, I'm fine with that. That, that leaves the intrigue. But this is a one, a one shot that came out in 2019 and kind of looks like that. This is the end of it. Like it was yeah. just a one shot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that kind of stinks because it's like this is a story that I feel like especially if this was just like a, an oversized first issue would have been incredible. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do agree with you with that. This one feels more like a one issue of an ongoing series or at least maybe a little a mini series, like a four issue mini series. I, I could have done with this to give me uh, to, you know, flesh out pun intended uh, <laughs> a little bit more story in this and, and kind of give me less dialogue in this issue. I understand it. You know, you gotta, you, you, that may be something that they were just trying to get it out. Um, right, right. Who knows? I haven't spoken to the creator, but, um, but, but yeah, we, I, I do think that that that's what I kind of see here. I do like this story. I like the, like it, like, I like it a lot, but like I said, sometimes more dialogue kind of, kills it for me so mm-hmm. i think yeah got anything else to say about this one no i think that's all i gotta cover on it um definitely check out the creator who made this uh he's got tons of other works that's phenomenal and a new book yeah. coming out yeah so please do that 
Yeah, never, never judge a creator from one book. Don't yeah, because his, be ne- like- <laughs> his next book coming out is uh, it's uh, I know it's not a scout book, but I'm gonna push it. It's called Pantomime. Yeah, and it's a book about um deaf kids. Okay, and it's uh got sign language in the book. And oh, cool, phenomenal. So never judge a, a creator by one book. And like we said, this book isn't bad. I just feel like there was things that either could have been done better, or you know, if it wasn't a one shot. This definitely feels like a book yeah. that shouldn't be a one shot. Yeah, <laughs> I think this, that's the thing that bothers me the most. <laughs> this probably could have been, uh, you know, stretched into like two, maybe two, maybe two, maybe three issues. Yeah. If, if not, you know, a, a four or five issue series, like yeah, it definitely feels like it could have easily done that. 52 pages here, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, that's, that's all I'm saying. So, all right, man, uh, let's move on. Do, do you happen to have any brand new news out of Scout? John uh I feel I feel like we haven't gotten it oh oh uh oh uh the uh black caravan limited edition deluxe box that we were teased a couple yeah. weeks ago is officially at scout I saw that super cool um, and it is it's 99.99 right mm-hmm. only um, 100 available oh, and 20 of them have the VHS variant oh man so John's gonna buy me one right John I wish <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but man. it comes with it comes with the Phantom Star Killer randomly selected out of the 14 covers. And I actually don't think that's every wow. cover either. Yeah, um, I think Electric Black 1 through 4, the regular first print. So you're getting first prints of it. The Electric wow. Black Presents number one, the Electric Black Bookmark by Ben Bishop, Gra- uh, Gods of Brutality, the demo tape ash can. And like I said, there's only 100 boxes and 20 of them have the VHS. So that means because I've got a VHS cover. So that means I should sell mine for like a hundred and then turn around and buy myself a black caravan box. I think right? you're underpricing. <laughs> I think you're underpricing yourself for a hundred. Those things so? are now reaching up to $200, if not oh, more. So that means I got to go on to offer up and bump up my price to 200. I believe so. Like <laughs> and the, eBay? The, that, that I, I will give uh, scout a ton of credit. That VHS style is very popular. It was but a, on top yeah. of that, this, uh, this is the one I think they is going to <laughs> slowly start where you're going to see scouts variants really go up in price. Cause yeah. the Phantom star killers variants have skyrocketed in price. They are still announcing new variants. There's one that yes. hit scout to uh, think today. Oh, and, and then and, there's uh, another one coming out as well. There's like yes, two James I, just teased yeah. something today. Yeah. That was another phantom star killer variant. Yeah. It's and, the regular and, issue, but as like purple with pink and stuff. And Rich Woodall, um, uh, he he uh, he uh, teased another one as well coming out as well very soon. Um, there's so many uh, store variants. There's so many secret variants, and there's mm-hmm. and a, a, you know, the secret variant is like what limited to like four hundred. Um, I I have another variant that was limited to six. Like the, the uh, I I bought you one. It is a uh, yeah. it's a it's a glow in the dark one, and it's uh, limited to like f- what is four hundred, six hundred, something like that. So six hundred, I think it is. Uh, it's super interesting, man. And there's even another variant that was only limited to two hundred and fifty. So um, a lot of these are really good. But my thing is with these variants, dude. Um, I almost feel like they're oversaturating the market with the variants. So now people are going to be like, yeah, now you're going to have these people who are like, um who are who need every copy or what what do they call those people anyway those people who want every single every single copy every single variant of every single thing 
you yeah. you well and there's a market I, what I like for that is, there there's a market for that but what i like especially for i think this is the perfect title for them to start this with is um you've got the people who want to just buy the book for the the rating and you have a variant every so often or just for the yeah. first issue yeah but the the phantom scar star killer especially since it's a, a toy line originally that was a collector's toy line yeah it's a perfect book for that because it's okay. already got the the uh, the fan base that were the crazy collectors <laughs> who now have the comic that they can do the same with. And I, I even know a couple of store uh, owners uh, who have bladed out that they were like, I went out and I found every copy of this and wow. I'm broke for the next week because I went and got every copy. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like it, uh, this was the perfect book to do that. And you'll see a few more. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, cause they also announced that Draco, uh, knuckle duster will yeah. be getting his own comic soon, yeah, but that they're going to, this is the perfect like uh series, at least for now until they, you know, they'll have a few more, but yeah. these, this world with the phantom star killer characters is going to be the one you'll see insane covers for. Yeah. Uh, knuckle dusters coming out with uh, uh, the next book. So, and it's supposed to be next year or so. I can't remember exactly yes. when it's next so year. They did not give a date at all. There's not, right now there's not like, another break. There's not another Phantom Star Killer coming out. Oh no, there'll be more. There'll be more. They did say that, but it's not coming out for a while. No, because they need a break. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they did have another announcement on there. So they do have Phantom Star Killer three inch marbled glow, mm -hmm. glow in the dark figure. Uh, it's called the Maba figure, and then there's another one that is Count Draco Knuckle Duster five point five orange vinyl action figure. Uh, the Phantom Star Killer is thirty nine ninety nine on Scout Comics and dot uh, com, and then uh, the Knuckle Duster is fifty nine ninety nine. They are really good looking, man. Um, yeah, they're fantastic, and they're also they're sticking with the whole collector thing too, because yeah. uh, both of those are only limits to to a hundred. Also, yeah, and it's super interesting. So get them while they last, and they are gorgeous looking guys. I gotta tell yes. you. I got to tell you, freaking, um, we, we're going to have uh, Peter Goral on very soon on the show. So stay tuned for that. And we're going to talk all about these, this, these, uh, these, these uh, toy lines and all that crazy stuff and how he, he got into this stuff. Um, super cool, man. I'm excited for these, but uh, this is a little bit, a uh, little bit out of my, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't empty my wallet like that. <laughs> I don't know about you, man. Are you are are you able to like afford these vinyls or these these? Not uh, currently, uh, <laughs> especially because we're getting towards Christmas. I, I, I'm pretty broke, but uh, <laughs> I definitely uh, I've put on my Christmas list that I want that uh, the Phantom Star Killer, especially it being glow in the dark. Oh yeah. So which one? So they have two colors. Look, there's one that has more purple, and there's one that has a little bit of blue and. And yeah. White. Well, even that, I think that's more of just the imagery. I believe yeah. they're just kind of like whatever, uh, just yeah. the material they're made out of, I think gives like different uh, styles to it. And I honestly think yeah. the purple is your regular. And then the green that it shows is when it's glowing in the dark. Oh, okay. That I see that. I, okay. That's, that's really cool, dude. I have seen them like, you know, obviously uh, they've they've all over their social media. They've talked about it and they've showed pictures and of them holding it. They look freaking awesome, dude. But for 40 bucks, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can talk my wife into letting me have a toy that's just going to sit on my desk. 
so that I can look yeah, see, at. Yeah, that's a, yeah, <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> I can barely talk her into letting me buy a $10 uh, Funko Pop, but let alone 40 bucks and, right. then, yeah. and then 60 bucks for another one. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, there's some. There's a lot of good stuff coming out from Scout, um, and a lot of co- good stuff coming out from Electric Black, man, or I mean, Black Caravan. I'm sorry, Black Caravan. Yeah, there, it's. Uh, but yeah, it's super cool. They got a ton of stuff coming out very soon. They are, you know, if you guys aren't following any of these guys on on their social media, I suggest that you do because they are always teasing this stuff. Uh, they did announce that they did a a, a uh, the source um uh limited edition box as well did you notice that they've actually they yeah they haven't put it out yet well actually they did the source they said they've officially have headless coming they have said there is going to be a ton of these boxes coming so do not be surprised if you start seeing maybe once a month or i don't know every two months it's up to them in the end matters how well of course how this first box sells but you're going to see these things slowly yeah. coming out. They've at least got, I think, probably three to five planned, I think. Um, there's a handful of new titles coming out very soon as well. Um, I don't know exactly when they are coming out, but you got tons of them. Tons of them coming out Well, I think the big year. one we can say, if anybody wants to get ready for, is this uh, this coming month with the recount. Um, oh, yeah. Lots of buzz, lots of variants, oh, yeah. lots of people already saying they're sold out at store before it releases yeah i've got i've got mine pre-ordered uh hope you guys do too uh the next one after that is uh sb loggerhead uh that one's coming out the the following Mm -hmm. month um so super cool man and then 2021 is going to be huge for scout it's going to be huge tons all right, John, you got anything else to talk about here on the news end of things nope i think that's it for now All right, so let's go ahead and take a small break. After the break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Seda Wolf, creator of SoulStream. Are you excited about this one, John? I am insanely excited for this. I think this is the biggest creator we've had on for me. (laughs) Yeah, this is really cool. Uh, I'm excited because I'm excited to get into some conversation about how she did dude she's 16 and she's like 16 started at 15 with this yeah and then she's even done some really cool stuff when she was 13 like how Mm -hmm. talented is she all right let's get into it man let's let's take a break and let's come back and let's talk to Seda wolf all right and we are back from a break and just like we told you guys we are here with a very special guest a really cool guest because I think, John, I don't know if you know of anybody else, but I think this is one of the uh, youngest comic book creators that I know of. We mm-hmm. have we have Seda Wolf from Soulstream on. How's it going, Seda? Well, it's it's going well. How are you doing? We're Good. doing great, great. You know, this is so cool because you are coming out with a brand new book that is going to be on a brand new imprint from Scout called Scoot. And this is actually one of your first uh, published works, correct? Yeah, this is. Uh, well, I've I've had I had like a a little one page mini science comic published in a magazine once, but other than that, this is the first like actual published work i've ever had so cool and 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 how old are you now i know you 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 submitted this when you were a little bit younger right i submitted it when i was 15 and now i'm 16 so cool i'll be 17 by the end of the year so that's (laughs) 
that's quite, that's super awesome. What an accomplishment. So I know that you've done a whole lot of other stuff, but I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, your experience, uh, you know, going through this process of number one, submitting a comic book and then getting it picked up at such a young age. So how do you feel about that from, from, from the very beginning of creating something, knowing that you wanted to do this and then actually getting it picked up? Well, I'm I'm so incredibly thankful for this opportunity. Um, I never thought that I would actually be able to get this project published like this. So I'm beyond excited about it. I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy that people are going to be able to read it and that it's going to be distributed to a lot of different people. You mean you mean reading it? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> because uh, the ash can hit and uh, there's at least three stores I know of that had like uh, 15, 20 copies and that they sold out. So oh yeah. there's gosh, people that's... reading this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually read this with my 10 year old son and he was super excited. He I told him that I had it and he kept asking me every day until we actually sat down and read it. He's like, Dad, when are we going to go read this book? We got to read this book. And when we read it, we came to the last page of the ash can and is like, oh, my gosh, I want to know more. I, this is such a good story. I got to keep going. So it, it's you've done something here that people are wanting to to, you know, uh, consume. And for at, at this at this age, that's something that's something to be proud of. It's really, really cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, my son, uh, my son read it also, and he's doing a review of it soon. But he uh, his favorite part was the the end, actually, where you uh, do like the the stats for the characters and stuff with the magic and everything. Yeah. He loves that. Like he loves like uh, video games and RPGs and stuff. So he really got that. Like he thought that was the coolest part. That's great. <laughs> yeah, we're actually we're going to have um, a set of some trading cards released soon. And I know yeah. some stores already have them. Uh, along with the ash cans, but those, the trading cards also have all those stats on them that are in the, that last page of the ash can. And I'm, there's going to be, I'm going to be making more cards soon for more characters. Nice. But yeah, I'm glad he enjoyed that. Oh yeah. It's, it's really awesome. So I, I need to know, uh, you, you, you started doing like, like, I know you won like a contest or you entered into a contest for like video game. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when when I was younger, I really wanted to make video games when I grew up. So I started learning different uh, coding languages, and I eventually I made I, I made my first like actual big game, and I submitted it to the National STEM Video Game Challenge in 2017, and I actually won the. I won the prize for the open platform category. Oh wow! And I. And that that was that was great for me because that was uh, really where it all started to come together for me because that was one of the first big like outside validations of something that I really cared about. Um, that was one of the first times I had been recognized for uh, like an art related project that I was really passionate about. So that opened the door for me to start like really getting into making more stuff. Yeah, as I was looking this up, I'm sorry, John. Uh, as I was looking this up, and, and I was looking at, it, I was like, "This is actually kind of really cool." Because I was always interested in doing something like this as an adult, and I was like, "Wow, this is so difficult." And and talking to a buddy of mine who who's actually trying to to create a an, an app right now, 
and and uh, we have other creative friends who are doing the kind of same the same thing. And if this is kind of a difficult thing to learn coding and to like get into all that kind of stuff. And for you to do this at 13, like how, how crazy is that? That's so crazy. Uh, John, you had something. Well, I was going to say, cause uh, you, you also mentioned it in the, the comic about uh, or the character did uh, of uh, her love for JRPGs. <laughs> so is that uh, you also mentioning that you have a love for JRPGs? Well, yeah, I do. I do really enjoy RPGs. I, yeah. I also thought that that would be an interest that she would definitely have. And yeah, I. So yeah, do you have, do you have like a, a video game that was like something that like drew you into video games? Um, well, I suppose one thing that might count is when I was nine years old, I met one of the, um, <clears throat> when I was nine years old, I met one of the people from Yacht Club Games. Oh, uh, I met uh, Sean Velasco, I believe. And uh, I was able to play a demo for Shovel Knight. And that was way before it came out. Wow. And I was able to be one of the beta testers for Shovel Knight. So you can play the game and go through the credits. And my name just goes by in the little special thanks <laughs> section. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that That's... was that was great for me, too, because that was one of the first moments when I realized like, oh, wow, you actually can do that as a job like that. That's a thing that you can do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's also great because I mean, for them, that was their their first foray into games. So that's yeah. huge, too, because that was like uh, one Shovel Knight hit. It was kind of like we hope people love it. And that blew up for them. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I want to get into your creative process here a little bit. And and, uh, and we've spoken to tons of other creators and, and they say a lot of the same things. I, I want to know how you uh, uh, get into, you know, the creative uh, mindset of some, especially something like soul stream. So, so what was it that you, you were, how did you get into that mindset? Did you just kind of go into your room and just get, get at it or what do you do? Uh, well, I think the first thing I probably did when I was creating soul stream was, I started coming up with ideas for characters because I characters are usually my favorite part of any kind of media I consume. So there a lot of times characters are the first thing that I like to make when I'm trying to make a story. And then I figure out the plot later, but characters I, <laughs> I love, and I, I drew up some designs for them and I started to come up with um, different personality traits they might have. And, uh, and it it took me a while to figure out all the plot point stuff. But once I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted my story to be, I wrote a script for issue one. And then I showed it to my parents and they really liked it. So I started to draw the pages and it kept going. And now <laughs> I'm publishing it, which is... <laughs> Pretty That's great. Awesome. So how so is is uh is, is the script part process is that a little difficult for you or is it it's, does it just come naturally? Because when I try to wrap my head around doing a script, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like stressful. Well, I think definitely the scripting process is one of the hardest parts for me, just because that's the framework that the whole rest of the comic kind of hinges around. Um, so I I t I try to take. Uh, a, a good amount of time writing the script for every issue, especially since like I I think that when you make anything, it's really good to have like a general plan for what you want it to be and just 
even just an outline is better than nothing, I think. Because if you don't plan out where you're headed, it's hard to make plans for how you're going to accomplish your goal. One thing uh, I also wanted to talk to you about, because I love the art. Uh, Your art is amazing. But I also uh, started following you on Instagram. And I really love that um, your art also has many styles. Because one of the recent ones you did was for Among Us. Um, Oh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it's among us. <laughs> but it was, uh, uh, I love that piece because it's actually very different than uh, your other stuff and the stylized uh, fashion that it's in. So I also see that you're, uh, you're expanding your art even, like when how you're doing your style and everything. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I really, I mean, I, I don't have quite as much free time as I used to now that I'm, because I'm, I'm working on my comic every day and I have, homework for high school and stuff like that. (laughs) But, but yeah, I do really enjoy experimenting with different art styles and I love experimenting with different color palettes. I just love messing around with colors. It's yeah. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I I see you have, I see you have a character of one of my favorite uh, movies back there. You have no face back there, right? Oh yes, I do. So are you, are you a really huge fan of like, like studio Ghibli, like anime type stuff, because I, I see a lot of that in your work that your, your kind of style here, especially in soul stream. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do take inspiration from those types of things. I, yeah, especially cause when I, when I was younger, I was really into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it definitely influenced my art style. Although I, I do think my art style is like it, it has a lot of other influences as well, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I, I, I see you have mom over there. I want to talk to mom for a second. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Hi, Joanne. So, uh, so how did you feel about, uh, this, this, this big, huge thing that, that she was taking on, uh, in this, this huge industry, uh, you know, at this young age? I know it's a little, I, I'm a, I'm a father, uh, of a, of a 17 year old daughter and to, to think about, how she would kind of tackle this kind of industry. It scares the heck out of me. How do you, how did you feel when she said, I want to create a comic book and I want to submit it? Well, it, it's, it's interesting because I, 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 I share all those concerns that, that you mentioned. Um, but I actually was one of the main ones who encouraged her to submit it. Awesome. Um, I, I guess we, she has a history. Um, I've homeschooled her since she was four and I used to be a teacher. Um, and one of the big things that I've always tried to do was to give her freedom to study and do what she kind of wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know how to code or draw or any of that. <laughs> and so I tried to get her people who could help her with that, mm-hmm. or she basically was self-taught in a lot of the things. Wow. Um, and so, you know, I, I, we had had really pushed our kids towards STEM type things. My mm-hmm. husband's an engineer um, and I was more liberal arts. I was a Spanish ESL teacher. Oh, cool. um, and so we had, you know, we're, we're coaches for Lego robotics and, and we encouraged her in science fair. She went to state three times. Like we thought, oh, she's on a, a path for science. Um, but she has much more of the creative um, um, in her than, you know, wanting to be like a scientist mm-hmm. or something or an engineer. Um, and so, you know, at the end of eighth grade, uh, before she started high school was when I said, you know what, your homeschool for this whole semester will be, um, here's a contest, you can make a video game. And so that was, I mean, that includes all the subjects It includes, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, language arts and science and math and all the things um, that she would need to making a video game. So um, when she got into the comics, you know, it, it's, it's, it's sort of evolved and, and came into it. And, and um, you know, the comics were a, a, a more accessible way, I think, for her to tell her stories. That was the thing she loved about doing video games was telling the stories mm-hmm. and introducing characters. Um, and so the comics were, were much more, it was, it was much easier for her to, to, to show her vision. And I don't, I still don't know how she learned how to lay out panels and do all that kind of stuff. (laughs) That was totally, you know, her, Mm -hmm. um, but I was just really, really excited. And, and I thought, you know, if this is something you want to do, why not submit it and just see what they say? Because I thought maybe they'll give her things to work on or things Mm -hmm. she can improve on. Um, I, I thought it was good, but I didn't expect it to get, uh, picked up. Yeah. But I didn't expect a lot of the things she's accomplished so far in her life, short life. So, um, but, but I definitely, you know, as a homeschool mom, especially mm-hmm. I'm always kind of by her side. Um, you know, like when, when we were communicating to schedule a thing, it's like, you're talking to me, I'm more of her agent or her manager, yeah. because I feel like, um, even though she has great, uh, great abilities at a young age, I still need to be the parent. Um, because she's still a minor, yeah. Um, who kind of helps helps keep everything, mm-hmm. you know, moving forward. Um, unfortunately, I can't help her with any of the creative stuff because I have no <laughs> idea how to. I can I can read it and let her know if her grammar is okay. <laughs> but um, the people at Scout and, and and you know she we've been researching things with the comic industry because she started going to comic cons and mm-hmm. she's always loved to cosplay since she was really little. <laughs> Um, and, and there have been a lot of scary things happening in the comic industry Mm -hmm. that have coming out with the me too movement. And she's a young, young woman. Uh And even when she was in video games, like it's, it's, it's all over, you know, with all the entertainment industry stuff. And so, um, we're very aware of that. And Mm -hmm. when we met the people from scout, we were so amazed and, and happy at how wonderful everyone is and how supportive and how a lot of them are fathers, Mm -hmm. you know, who are kind of protective. um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And 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 to go with that, I love also, because one of the things is you see from a lot of them is they're, they're not just creators or anything. They're fans. Like Mm -hmm. they love everybody else's stuff and all that. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is, it is really a team um, and a family feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I, I, I'm super, I'm super excited that she gets these types of mentors in her life, because yeah. like I said, I, I don't know how to do the things that she wants to accomplish mm-hmm. in her life. And so for her to have people around who are, who are able to, to be mentors and models um, yeah. who have succeeded, I think is wonderful. Super cool. So how do you guys find time to kind of just, you know, put this stuff aside for a little bit and just be a normal kid for, for a little while? How do you, how do you guys do that? Oh, uh, well, it's, it's, it's actually, I, I personally, I, so it's, it's hard for me to feel okay with not being doing stuff all the time. <laughs> I always feel like I should, it's like, oh, I should be getting something done right now. Yeah. So it's, it's been really definitely a, a journey for me to kind of get more used to just being okay with doing nothing. Yeah. Because I have so much stuff to do all mm-hmm. the time. It's so easy to be like, oh, I can't I can't just hang out and do nothing for a bit. I've got a I've got all this stuff I need to do, but it's just you need to just just let yourself exist because mm-hmm. it's okay to yeah. just exist sometimes. 
Well, and one of the things I love best about your book and why I've really been like pushing it hard is um, especially how your mom said with like, uh, um, like at a young age, being able to do this stuff and pushing like your kids to like explore, find what they want to do and encouraging them is this is a, uh, a great story for, uh, you know, just being able to tell kids like, doesn't matter how young you are, you can go out there and do what you yeah. want already. You just put yourself out there. You've got to, mm-hmm. you've got to do that to get out there. And same with parents. It's saying to the yeah. parents, like, just put the kids out there. And if you find their interests, help them do that. So that's one reason I've really helped like wanting to push this book because it's one of those things of like, this is a great story for everybody to be yeah. like, not just as this a comic, but it's a great story to say, Hey kids, it doesn't matter how young you are. You mm-hmm. can do things that you don't think you can do yet. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for that too. And, and yeah, I definitely think that no matter how old you are, if you want to make something like this, if you want to make a comic, then just, just, just start working on it. Like you don't, you don't have to wait until your skills reach a certain level, like in terms of art or writing or any of that, because that as you work on a project like this, your skills will improve. And then you'll eventually look up and realize that your skills are in the place that you were waiting for them to be for so long because you've Mm -hmm. just been improving the entire time. And I, I think that making, if you, if you want to make something, you can just, just go ahead and you might want to make a plan first. It might be good to have like an outline of what you want to make, but I definitely think that anyone who is interested in making something just, just go for it. Just do it. Yeah. I, I like that because there's there's no limitations. And I and I and and me being a father, uh, I feel like uh, you know, encouraging our children to kind of go out there and do this, do something that you love and and, and find what it is that you love. And if it's something creative, like, you know, creating a comic book or like my daughter, she has a passion for, for like, uh, permanent, uh, I forget what that comes. She does eyebrows and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and so, but she has a passion for it and she's really good at it. And I got to tell you guys, it sounds crazy, but she makes more money than I do in one hour than I do in a whole week. It's crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely crazy. Um, so, but, but yeah, encourage your children, encourage each other to do something that you have a passion for. And, and I love that you said, you know, you may not be great at it right now, but I've always, I've always thought if you continue to kind of practice at it, you'll get, you're going to get better if you keep doing it and you, and you find skills and you take the constructive criticisms to heart and not sit there and be like, Oh, well that guy was a jerk or this person was a jerk. Take it for what it is and build off of that. I love it. I love that. That's a great, great, uh, great philosophy. You are more, you are more wise than I am saying that you're at, you're at that age. <laughs> Thank you. So one big question I also wanted to know is cause I see you off, uh, like he mentioned how you have no face, um, and you have a lot behind you. Is there, is there certain things that were like some of the, like, for like either comics, you know, books, movies that like inspired you or like most like developed like your style or what you were into? Uh, that's a good question. So when I was first uh, conceptualizing Soul Stream, my family and I, we were watching a lot of the Flash TV show. Uh, that <laughs> nice. I'm sure that seeped in there somehow. I was also right around that point was when my best friend Cora, she's an amazing artist. I love her so much. Um, she was introducing me to comics 
And we mm-hmm. went to a Comic-Con together and I was really starting to get into just comics in general. Um, yeah. Because up until that point, I had had a lot of trouble. Like, like I was interested in comics, but I didn't really know where to start because there's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I was just starting to, to really get into comics. And then another influence, I think, is just the whole the whole genre of like magical girl anime, I guess. Like, like uh, I, I think just those aesthetics and kind of like a lot of the tropes and stuff from that genre influenced my work as well. And uh, I have seen a handful of your friend's work, Cora's work. She's she's doing really good stuff over there. And I see a future for her as well in comic books. Like, if people out there are listening, you got to check her stuff out because, oh, my gosh. she, she oh, actually, yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. And, and she actually, she made this incredible variant cover for Soulstream. Oh, so and cool. I am so excited for that to come out. It's, it's, it, I, I love it so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I really hope. Yeah, she's. I really hope people see this stuff and, and they see her work because she's an amazing artist and she's a youngster just like you are. And, uh, you guys, I love that you have creative people around you to kind of, you know, uh, piggyback off of each other and kind of, and, and I know you guys have two different styles, but man, I think, uh, you guys as friends kind of complement each other just from looking at your artwork and knowing I've, I've obviously I've spoken to your mom for quite a while and we've been parents, parent to parent. We know, I know a little bit more about that kind of relationship with you and your friends. So that's super, super cool. Uh, awesome. John, you got anything else? Oh, when, one thing I thought of when, when he said about how you relax or whatever, one thing uh-huh. that you and your friends like to do is your improv class. Oh yeah. Me and my friends are in oh. an improv class. That's something oh. I like to do. Oh, improv. That's is fantastic. Cool. <laughs> it's zoom now, but still. Yeah. Well, yeah, still improv is where it's at. Like I did improv when I was younger in high school and like it, it gateways to a bunch of different stuff because it gives you the ability to be creative and everything and uh, acting and all that, mm-hmm. but it really opens the venture for other things. I love improv. Improv is the best. So yes, it, it absolutely is. So do you, do you do a lot of that kind of stuff? Do you like to do go, you know, break away from this kind of stuff? I know you do a little bit of acting. I know you've done in, uh, some kind of stage work here and there. Yeah. So I've, I've always really enjoyed acting. Um, I, I've been, in a couple community theater plays, a handful of school plays. Right now, I'm, I'm I really am enjoying my improv class. Uh, it's it's also improv is also really fun too because you don't have to put in the commitment to memorize a script. And even though I love that, and I've I've done that several times, I I don't have quite enough time right now mm-hmm. with everything that's going on to be able to do something big like that. So yeah, I I'm, I really like improv improv scares the heck out of me <laughs> like i'm not quick on my feet like it's it's scary i've taken the, uh like in high school back in the day like ages ago uh, i took some some theater classes and stuff and we had to do like improv games and they were a lot of fun but when it came to being my turn it was i was like oh my gosh it was dreadful <laughs> how do you so how how do you get over being scared, you know, with submitting your work or kind of doing something creative where you're, you're going to see that you're going to, your work is going to be looked at and people are going to like, you know, possibly, uh, uh, deconstructed and maybe give you some criticism. How do you get over that fear of just doing it and just accepting it? Um, well, I think, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely scary for a while to have people look at the things you make because when you, when you pour your, 
when you pour your soul into something like this, it's it's nerve wracking for people to look at it and say, oh, I really don't like this because mm-hmm. then it's like, what what are you going to do then? Uh, but I definitely think, though, that the the joy of having people look at something you make and say how much they enjoy it and just the knowledge that people are out there consuming the media that you mm-hmm. create. I think that definitely like for me, at least that outweighs any of the fear of people rejecting the things that I make. Awesome. John, do you have anything else? I think we've touched on everything. Uh, I think the only thing I got to say is uh, looking forward to January when it comes out. Yes. Um, and uh, I will make sure every store I can will sell out of it. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we go, can you let everybody know where they could find you on social media, possibly even the code where they can pre-order? Because, guys, I'm telling you, you got to pre-order this one. Pre-orders help these books, help the shops, uh, you know, order at the the amount that they need in the shop. So if you want this one and you want to make sure you have it, don't go there the day that it's out. Don't go on there on the on the Wednesday that it's supposed to be released. Pre-order this so that you can make sure you get your copy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I hope that people will pre-order it. Uh, the order code is NOV201510. Um, I think you can find it online in yep. different places. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and you can find me on social media at Seda Wolf. I have some just like more specific at Soulstream Comic social media accounts too that you can follow. Uh, but yeah, I really hope that people will buy my book and enjoy it. And I hope that they can see the things that I've made. Awesome. I'm excited about this book. I know John is. My, my son's really excited about this. Uh, I'm going to be pre-ordering it and I'm going to, I'm all in. I'm all in. John. Thank you so much for your support. You're welcome. Always. John, will you please see us out? Absolutely. And as always, and especially when it comes to the new Scoot line, especially Soulstream, Scout is what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about.